Right, boys. So big, big sequel then. Did we like? How much did we like? What problems did we have? Memorable moments? Ross, kick us off. Uh, yeah, when I went to see this in the cinema, I was like, oh, that was that was good. But I also felt like it didn't live up to the first one because, you know, when you when you watch the first one in the cinema, you're like, yeah, oh, my God, that was so fucking cool. And then yeah. you watch and then I watched the second one in the cinema and I was like, oh, his dad's a planet. That's so weird. <laughs> and, but like recently rewatching it and going to the secret cinema Guardians of the Galaxy um, uh, Ooh, the thing. I really got some real love for this movie. Like, I fucking love some of the soundtrack. One is amazing. Tyler Bates yeah. has done a yeah. fucking amazing job in this um, soundtrack. Um, and two, like, some of the performances are fucking great. Like, they give the characters so many... It's not just hit. Like, you know, it's not just funny line, funny line, funny line. They give the characters some real fucking cool shit to deal with. I mean, and props for uh, what's his name? What's the dad's name? The actor, fucking hell, Kurt Russell. That's yeah, it. Kurt Russell. Uh, like, get, get props to Kurt Russell's fucking heel turn there. He switches like fucking in <laughs> two seconds. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, I killed your mama, and she, I gave her a fucking tumor and everything. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ! You didn't, you didn't like, you know, eased mm. Peter into that uh, switch, did you? You just went hell for leather to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the bad guy, just to mm. let you know. Um and yeah, the thing I didn't like, um and Drew kind of said really when in the in the main show, he said uh about the CGI. Now there are some fucking amazing shots, like when he regenerates um and all of his muscles and stuff yeah. come back. That yeah. is that is some good CGI. However, there's only one bit of CGI I was like, oh, that looks really lame, is the when the plants grow in all the other planets, uh, and like, yeah. it looks a bit lame. I was like, oh, that looks yeah. a bit shit. I, compared to all the other effects, I was like, but I guess it's that thing of having that fantastical sci-fi in the real world, whereas in... It's... Sorry. No, go on. Well, it, it's it's that, the, the amorphous blue expanding blob, like, yeah. is a bit... That's so probably the evolution. The only thing. Do you remember evolution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel <laughs> from that. But, but, but that's what I think I think there is a homage to films like The Blob and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Of the, the time liner and mixtape. Yeah, all those things. So I feel like there's an air of you know they could probably argue it now post post cut, but it's probably like <laughs> oh that was yeah. intentional. We wanted it to feel a bit seventies <laughs> eighties CGI, yeah, true. but mm. it may not be. But for me, I kind of took it as like, oh, okay, I see what they're going for there. The colors, like, say, the diner, all those little things, I think it was maybe intentional, but with 20-somethings, I can't remember when this film came out, but, you know, with modern-day editing for those things like the regeneration. 2017? I want to say, I I say earlier. Um, what did you guys think about, when you went to see the film, what did you think about him being like a planet and like how far, like, you know, him being a celestial when you first watched it? I, I found it a bit weird as well. And yeah. I, wonder if, I wonder if something that has helped is all of the subsequent, like, space-based Marvel stuff that has come afterwards. Yeah. And th this was one of, <laughs> this was one of the first, like, bonkers well obviously the first guardians was there and yeah. that 
that started setting the tone, but it was really just Guardians 1 and then this. And then we got Infinity War and Endgame and Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and all of that other stuff. But yeah, it didn't... I I I was a little bit put off by that to begin with. But this time around, again, like... It just, it all makes sense for me, the way he describes his, like, coming into being and and going to search for life and the fact that we've seen other Celestials and it's like, okay, well, this is how they... He's a young Celestial. He's not as powerful as the other ones that we see later, like in the Eternals and things. And I, yeah, I it works for me now so much better than it did the first time. I think the Eternals kind of nails a big part of the idea of the Celestial being a planet because they're birthed into the planet. So if this one's breaking out, if it's, you know, no longer of a planet, it creates its own, things like that. I think there's... I don't think they kind of strictly address why Ego was able to become a planet. Like That in itself is still a mystery. But with the Eternals and things like that... They do say he's like I I I developed consciousness. Then I was able to develop molecules around me, and bit by bit, I built yeah. this planet around my he built a body brain. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. Eter- but the way the Eternals kind of implies that all the Celestials have oh yeah have to be born and... from a planet, and yeah, that's, yeah, there's maybe some inconsistencies there, but but no one, everyone is just kind of acting like the Eternals never happened at this point, anyway. So. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. That film, man. I like the film. Yeah, me too. Uh, yes, I will get, I will get somebody, round to it one day. Somebody um, did something in their pitch about the Eternals. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe someone hasn't watched the Eternals, so I was going to mean fuck all. <laughs> um, I, I I remember in the cinema, I I liked this from the start. I liked that he was a planet. I just yeah, I like. I like the idea that he just spent like millions of years manipulating things around him and he just became a planet. And then he was just like, went to other planets and tried to get on. And he was just like, nah, I'm just going to take him over. And it was just, that was it. And yeah, again, like the, the, the heel turn, I think even though everyone probably knew going in um, who he was and, and all that lot, um, it was done really well because he just doesn't, he doesn't feel any, he doesn't feel any remorse about it. Cause he's just like, we're so much uh, more important than everyone. So, and that's yeah. what he says about like Gamora and the love and stuff. And he's just like, you know, you, you don't need her. It's, it's fine. That's, I think, Ross, when you were saying that the heel turn comes really quickly, I think mm. I kind of forgive that because he is so, he's like, right, cool. The kid's on board. He knows he's got magic powers. He's yeah, immortal. Yeah. And so like, he's, he's in, he's in, that's yeah. it. He's, he's plugged I mean, in. He's, he's not going to care. He's like Peter, isn't he? He's like Star-Lord. He's that cocky. He d- yeah. he thinks that he's won him over anyway, so he's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. He I can't, think he can't imagine it... someone turning down that power for any reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that shows him is not human. Like it really kind oh, of yeah. encapsulates the humanity of Peter Quill, lifts him to this hero status, lifts him to this, you know, kind of if you'd seen it as humans as a righteous kind of idea, then I think that's the point where it's like. Uh shit, I wasn't ready for human complexity and fuck, you've turned against me. So I think that's something that they try and do with it. As much as the confidence and the arrogance, like you say, I think it's actually more of a human commentary at that point as well. Yeah. Mm. Um I really like some of the there's some of the comedy in this one's really good. Like just yeah. the odd dialogue <laughs> here and there. Like just Drax in this is really good. Like, he's he's yeah. so great. 
Yeah, nipples is a great bit. My, I think the biggest laugh was the end where the rockets going around asking for tape. Um, yeah, yeah, and you like, can hear it in your yeah, like, yeah. And Peter like says to like Drax, "Have you got tape?" And crack. Uh, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duct tape will do." And then, well, well, well if you haven't got any, why did you say duct tape? And this is <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's hilarious. That, yeah. scene, that scene in itself is so good. Like, you know, him teaching yeah. Groot not to touch the button. Groot's just, I'm Groot. No! Yeah. Why would you yeah. say that? And yeah. then and there's, the, some, um... there's some love. Oh, go on. Sorry. Go, no, go. no, 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 no. I was just going to say, me. like, I really love the bit when Yondu's talking to Rocket as well, like, and just says, look, I'm you. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like that's such a beautiful moment as well in that movie. Mm. Which yeah. he, uh, I think he, you can see he kind of maybe takes on into the other films and stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We've, we've talked about his demise now then, Paul Yondu, because the first time I saw it, and it happens in any film where, like, Sly, so, fucking Sly. What's Stallone doing in this fucking film? Jesus Christ! <laughs> he just rocks up and he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? I forgot he was in it. I was like, what are you doing here, Sly? Yeah. Yeah. Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, big up. <laughs> uh, and they talk about Yondu, you know, kidnapping the kid and brought, you know, dishonor upon the Ravengers. And then never play the horns of freedom at your funeral, whatever that may be. You know, if it's in two years or two hours, you know, whenever you're never. And it's, it's such a shame that, like, if they put that, if they put that bit of exposition in somehow just a bit cleaner, it may have worked. But like, as soon as that hit in the cinema, I was like, oh, mate, he's gonna die. Did anyone else? Did anyone else get that? Or was that just me? First, not when it completely overlooked yeah. it. Really? Don't know why. Just oh, okay. over because they don't really kill characters in Marvel films. Yeah. So I just wasn't mentally prepared for uh, yeah. It also like the way that the way Sly acts the role, it's yeah. very sort of portentous and and almost self-important and they they're talking about a code and they broke the code and he's out and there's a hundred factions and yeah. you wear these flames. It's it's kind of epic language. And sure. so I was like, oh, okay. It, to be honest, I just found it a bit cheesy. I was like, oh, well, that <laughs> yeah. line's a bit much. And then it all comes full circle at the end, and it's and it's beautiful. And I wept. They should have put on some boxing gloves and gone like nine rounds or something. But <laughs> did you did you weep, Matt? But then seeing it for the first time, if you didn't, uh... of course I, I did. I, I, weep I would every have time wept. I watched yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. The yeah. music as well, man. Like this, just mm. it's exactly mm. what Russ said. The music in the film is so expertly done that you know the second the chords hit and they start playing bloody oh, what is it it's not father and son is it father and son it's father and yeah, son, father and son. That's, that's, funny, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it thank you that's I, I'm a just falling anyway. you know yeah. as someone who you know is lucky enough to have a good relationship with his dad it's just oh no 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 yeah. anything that plays them heartstrings you're gonna get me and as a dad being mm. the opposite side of it as well now, just like no, crying my eyes out. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. tell you, what, I didn't like as much. I didn't Ooh. like the. This is, this super, is the 0.1. Is that what this is going Yeah. From? It's it, that the CGI blob and the Superman fight at the end. I was just a uh, bit like, eh. <laughs> why? Why? I don't know. I just, I just, I, even now, even with the far fetched of like, you know, he's a god and he's yeah. a planet. I was just like, the thing, I like yeah. the intro of like humor into it, where he come, he turns into a big Pac-Man yeah, yeah. um, stone. I think if you have a fight in the sky, it's very boring. Maybe boring is the wrong word, but like I think if it's grounded, 
play play on words and actually you know um and you can like you know fight in buildings and stuff like that because it's funny you mentioned superman you've not seen tags. matrix revolutions fucking incredible yeah but yeah i think you need a fight on the ground but i see where you're coming from ross with like uh them just kind of like hitting each other and then flying up a bit higher and just but I think that given the the physical space that they're fighting in, it is still it's enclosed and they're smashing through structures and yeah. I, I don't I, feel it. That's the thing as well. But you said structures really? like that. Yeah, I think if someone gets hit into a, like a building and you see the building crack, my monkey brain just goes, "That's a hard hit. Well done." But if someone's just getting like hit, you know, and flying, and they're like just not, I'm like, I can take that. No, but they they are like smashing <laughs> through bits enough, of this Andy. planet. <laughs> yeah, it's there's not, no blood. It's not real, right? That's my rule. Yeah. How do you well, feel? They can't show blood. It's Marvel, so he yeah. just punches chunks out of his face, and he's all blue underneath. Let's go back you and guys like all my fight scenes now. <laughs> <laughs> just put coloured blood in; it'd be fine. You guys like the beginning bit with obviously Groot just going around dancing. Yes and to... no. I like I I like what they were doing, and I like the the joke that it's. You know, we're not watching this big epic fight. We're watching that. But I think, actually, no, I didn't mind. I didn't actually mind him walking around doing his little dance. That was fine. What I really don't like, and it actually kind of makes me fucking like clench my fist. I don't know why it makes me so angry. At the end of the first Gal uh, Guardians during a credit scene, where dance, uh, Groot is dancing, and then uh, uh, Drax sees him and he stops, and then he does it again. And he stops and he maybe does like another time. That's like funny, and he does it again in like in this one. And oh, it just annoys me because I'm like, there's no point, and you've ruined no. that joke for me now. Oh no, that whole scene it's with that fight over joke. No, it's no, well, it's not funny. It's, it's not needed. It's not for you. It's not for you. It's, of course, it's, it's for me. I'm watching the yourself. fucking movie. It's not. Oh no. So that whole scene, I remember watching it in the cinema and being like, I oh, I do kind of want to see the the action. Mm. Like, I, yeah, this is funny, but. Okay, I thought this would. I thought he'd be dancing for twenty seconds, yeah. and then we'd see the big fight. But then, it's actually it's it's this movie is all about family and found family and chosen family and separated sisters and abusive parents and reconciliation and absent fathers. It's it's so fucking dense, and that whole sequence is showing the Guardians parenting Groot. As a, as like a a, yeah, a, yeah. a four person parent crew, yeah, and like <laughs> Quill's there, and he's like Groot, look out, and he gets smashed away, and and Gamora comes down, and she's like J Groot, be careful, and then he waves, and she goes hi, and gives him a really nice smile, then takes <laughs> off, and Rocket makes him spit out the bug, and for me, the thing that I found interesting, and watching it this afternoon, I picked up on this much more, Groot's relationship with. Drax through the whole film is like he he he's and again I can I can identify with this so fucking strongly now like sometimes over a period of a couple of days the kid decides you are not their friend anymore and I've <laughs> uh, my my son has said these words to me you're not my friend anymore mummy's my friend and Groot Groot Aww. doesn't like Drax through the whole thing and he yeah. like he's hitting him all the time and mm. he's pissed off with him and then at the funeral, at the very, very end, he, he, re he reaches out for Drax and he has that cuddle into him and Drax takes oh, him. Yeah, and it's just yeah. so gorgeous. It's so yeah, amazing. I love the shared responsibility. That is, that's a lovely, 
Yeah, that's yeah. a really cool, like, uh, yeah, that's shit. That's a good analysis of that scene, man. That was, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's, two... yeah, so good. I think, oh, don't yeah, forget, yeah. we can't say ELO, inspired choice. Like, Electric mm. Light Orchestra is such an incredible <laughs> band. And to yeah. play Mr. Blue Sky is just like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. This is a tonal mood setting for the rest of the film, and well, it never lets up. It reminded me about... of D and D, so much like D and D, like a D and D fight. I don't know why. Yeah. It just reminded me of a D and D fight. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, if we could talk about the the soundtrack, because my favorite song in the soundtrack, I think, would be the chain, and it, I think it was used so well. It was the only. There was a few like kind of, uh, uh, I guess, goosebumpy moments in the first one where I was a bit like, oh, that's so awesome, or like, oh, I'm so pumped. And to be honest, that like slow motion shot where they're all walking out and they're about to go in and that the chains playing, that was the only time I really was like pumped in, yeah. in, uh, in, the, in the film. What was yours? This uh... is 4.9. I'm not feeling 4.9 from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, it was all right. It, it was still really good. It was just like, that was the, uh, it was a, hey, I, I like that it was a, it, you know, it wasn't a, the end of the, it, no, it was the end of the universe, possibly. Um, just it was a more. Cut that. Sorry, Drew. We haven't Fine. given our scores yet, have we? Yeah, 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 we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, well, no, we don't, like, we haven't put the scores in this bit. Um, we It's literally just the review section with intro and outro music. Like, Sorry. that's that's what it is. There's only three of them. Wait, is it not the full only episode? M is actually downloading them. No, it's literally just the review section. Oh, I thought it would be, like, the full episode with the review. No, because they listen to the normal... They yeah. would have listened to we the normal. We need episode. them to still download the normal episode. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Those three interesting. downloads matter. Anyway, yeah, yeah we'll cut <laughs> all of this. Hopefully, if I remember, twenty-seven minutes, don't we? Um, um, um <laughs> triple um, um. Oh yeah, so we talked about the, the soundtrack. Yeah, um, yeah, the chain. The fact so, that they dropped the chain twice, I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, like, what were your favourite songs it, on? I brand brandy is my favorite. Oh, that's it. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's brandy. again, it works so well in the scripts. Like obviously they exactly. Use it stuff, it's but... it's a it's a fantastic earworm for the beginning, and then actually it comes back, and not only is it an incredible earworm, it's thematically tied to ego's entire personality. Like yeah. the fact that he did love Meredith, he genuinely did in in his way, and that song meant so much to him. But his mission was still more important, but it left that imprint. Yeah. It's fucking so... His love, his ah. life, and his lady is the sea. Is the sea. Yeah, man, I love that. That was such a good... Ah. Uh, and that moment when when Peter's sort of said no, and he's and he's grabbed him, and he's hanging from the, the glowing tendril, and he's like, this, Peter, <laughs> is the sea. And it's yeah. like... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that Peter didn't yeah. take it like he didn't uh, like hesitate for a second when he was like, "That's why I put the tumor. I had to put your tu the tumor in your mum's head." And he was like, "Oh yeah. fuck you!" Instantly, just like shot him. I was like, "That's that's great." Yeah, um, yeah. Matt, favorite song? Uh, Father and son, as I yeah. said earlier, just really that it makes the moment for me. Makes that whole scene. Mm. Um, the I also like the bit kind of because it helps with the development of that relationship with Gamora and Quill as well when. She puts the earphones on, she puts the headphones on and she's giving it in. And I don't know, just the whole scene, I think the music in the scene and the way that he kind of starts moving and dancing with her. And she's yeah. like, 
I will not fall for your pelvic sorcery kind of stuff. I, I don't, <laughs> just the it's more the use of music in little moments and scenes like that where yeah. they remind you how important music is throughout it all. And like you say, it refers directly into the into the dialogue, into the scenes, as well as really enhancing the emotion of scenes as well. But yeah, Father and Son takes my takes my gold star. Ross. I think the chain. I f- I love that mm-hmm. music. I love that song. Uh, and when you're putting it to him kicking fucking ego's ass, I think that was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was just so cool. Um, obviously, um, you know the beginning one as well. Um, what's it called? It's the blue sky. Mr. Blue sky. Mr. Blue sky. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously any of the orchestral. Tyler Bate, um, yeah, Tyler Bate, uh, moments. One in particular that I've been listening to today was a total Hasselhoff. Uh, ah. that is a really good moment. <laughs> it's the bit where <laughs> it's a bit where, um, Peter is talking about, uh, how he did actually have a dad. He talked about how mm. Hasselhoff yeah. was like his dad, and he goes, Yeah, Yondu, he didn't sing, but he whistled beautifully. And yeah. actually, when you come to think of it, I did have a dad, like <laughs> all these cool all dad. this time. Oh. Yeah, and oh, like the me, the orchestral music to that is mm. Um, mm. a total Hasselhoff, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, great. And um, Zoe Saldana, Zoe Saldana's delivery of who who, who was it you told me about? Z- Z- Zandau, Zandau yeah. Hasselfrau. <laughs> yeah. he, he had a magic boat. Yeah, D- David Hasselhoff. <laughs> And of course, uh, Hasselhoff's two and a half second cameo <laughs> yeah, in the cameo, film, really and then appearance good. on the soundtrack as well. So, um... yeah, I I kind of wish like it, it's I I really enjoy the fact that, and I suppose we can kind of mention the Christmas special as well. Like Kevin mm. Bacon, they they name drop Kevin Bacon in the first movie. He's in the the holiday special, and it's it's really funny. It's great. So good. I, I so kind of wish. I do kind of wish that he'd that he'd been like, "Why are you Kurt Russell?" And he was like, "Oh, I just, you know, I I came down to earth and I saw I saw this magazine and I was like, yeah, that yeah, he'll do.' Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. because they because all of these other actors, I know it's it's a difficult line to to walk, but if they're going to get David Hasselhoff in, just have <laughs> Kurt Russell be real yeah. in it as well. But anyway, it was a bit. I, I found that funny i think if i'm thinking right yeah he he manipulated molecules and then he was like right i'm gonna go travel the galaxy i'm gonna pick the form of like a human out of everything and then he stayed that human as he went around and well, banged those I, aliens i think that's his i that's bullshit that's a lie yeah because he he in in earlier in the movie he's like he says i did it for millions of years and then i uh it, it he kind of or i took it that he implies that earth was the first planet that he made it to mm. and so i think that's why he shows himself as human meeting all the other aliens because oh, he's trying that to, would make sense I guess, he, yeah. he, he doesn't want to admit that actually he's been he's been creating kids for thousands of years and murdering them all when they're mm. failures yeah, yeah yeah fair play fair play um i love that Although uh, it's, oh. it's a bit exceptionalist that the only one he ever loved is human it's a little bit alien racist that no other. I mean, did you no see the other aliens being. he got with? He must have had a couple of drinks. Hey, um, hey, don't yuck someone's <laughs> yum. 
<laughs> I love on when uh, after the mutiny. Um, I don't love the mutiny, but after the mutiny, um, actually, let's talk about that fucking dark scene as well when oh, everyone's man. floating through space. It's they get they, when, after the mutiny and they get fucking exiled. Like that was darker than I remembered. Taser Fuck face, there, man. Huh? Taser face. Taser face. Well, yeah, uh, Taser face. Taser and... face. Who is played by Toby from This Is Us? Like that's yeah. my favorite yeah. bit of trivia from this film face. yeah we're a, a silly a silly joke but it still plays every time i watch it Laugh and the it. sovereign it's... as well the sovereign yeah. using their video game <laughs> like yeah a, a, a nice way for the guardians not to kill sounds. hundreds of uh, hundreds of their ele- enemies basically yeah. yeah um actually i love that bit because this is at that point where yeah you think they're gonna die the guardians and there's like one dude the sovereign's left uh Zylac, i think his name is and everyone's behind him, and they're like, "Go on, Zylak, go on, Zylak!" And then he gets yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah. And then the one dude goes, "You suck, Zylak!" And I really wanted <laughs> yeah, to turn around yeah. and be like, "Dude, I, I beat you! Like you, <laughs> I'm the last one! Like what the fuck? I felt bad." I, um, Hashtag I, on, justice for Zylak. <laughs> watching it today, I when they were, it, it gets the beginning. They're setting up to defend the batteries, and like we've been hired to do this, and it's clearly a really technologically advanced society. And I hadn't had this thought before. I was like, "Hang on." Why do these people need to hire someone to yeah. do this when they when they're so advanced? <laughs> yeah. But then, like immediately, they do they do the they. I had my nitpick, and James Gunn went, "Fuck you, Drew," and Aisha just says, "Oh, we we couldn't risk the lives of any of our people because we're too perfect." And it's just like, "Yep, yeah, cool, mm. uh, yeah, yeah." But that makes, line, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They they do have you know pilotless less. Op, you know, spacecraft they, they do, could use to in, just uh, monitor in, the fucking batteries and then in, indiscriminately firing you. powerful energy weapons at the batteries that can yeah but i'm pretty sure those guardians were going to do that as well they, they, well, they, yeah, they did true. do that they fly they <laughs> flew around and shot a lot of fucking like <laughs> I was gonna say bullets then quantum plasma bullets um taser face is definitely a fucking vip the other vip who goes on to more movies is mantis uh, and Mantis mm-hmm. and Drax's relationship is, is the start. What do we? I'm guessing we like Mantis. Um, Pom, oh yeah, oh, that was the one. Yeah, um, yeah. What do we like about Mantis and her going forward and stuff and her relationship with Drax, rather than them having a a, a sexual relationship? It's definitely more of a big brother sister relationship. But now we uh, now it's evolved a bit. But I think uh, shitting on Taser Taser face. I'm not. I, I he's a good <laughs> funny character. I wouldn't put him as a VIP compared to some of the people. Oh, he he here. definitely got a, a good like when he was just like oh he was about to die. And he's like just tell the uh, tell the, the sovereign leader like or whoever it was like the name of the person that will uh, seal his fate. Taser face and the other person laughs just like yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it's, it's funny. I ain't knocking his funny. Yeah, yeah. I think Nebula plays a really important part in this film. Um, but kind of on Mantis for mm. me I think what it sums up this film it adds an extra layer of empathy and her character being an empath mm. and playing on the you know all the emotions and kind of how she can tap into the inner inner beings and whatnot it's again adds this layer of human quality to a film about aliens and i think that's kind of where we talked about having the humans as the first one he falls in love with there's there's just these little feeders of kind of righteous human kind of 
air i guess to to kind of feed into oh yeah we are we're great we're just as good as these super high-tech advanced aliens and with mantis it's like yeah i feel anger i feel laughter i feel pain so it's adding these human qualities that i know that i'm sure if we meet aliens they'll probably have emotions and whatnot too but it just reignites these human qualities in a movie that is we say is all about aliens and space mm. which none of us can ever relate to we hope yeah. maybe yeah. ross looking at you <laughs> <laughs> i ross. i have Ding. to i really need to shout out the the moment when uh drax and mantis are talking and drax is sat on the steps and they have the really funny, oh, yeah. the, the hilarious moment where he's like, you, you, are, you are horrifying to look at. <laughs> and then he says that the pools remind him of his daughter and she touches him and immediately yeah. starts crying. And Drax is there silent stoic. and stoic. And it's yeah. just so, it's heartbreaking. It's yeah. so, so yeah. painful and so beautiful. It's so clever. Yeah. Yeah, Ross, what do you think of Mantis and Drax, and do you like Mantis? And... Yeah, I think their their relationship grows in the movie, and like you know, they've got some good comedy moments, and like you know, like Drew said, you know, their conversation that they have out onto the, on the cliff is really like really good one. Um, yeah, and I really like their relationship, and I think it would eventually it would get a bit. And like samey if they were just constant if he was constantly just jabbing at her all the time. Yeah. But like yeah. he he they give he give, they give him more stuff as well, um, in this and her as well, which is good. Yeah. Well I said earlier a brother sister relationship they've got, but he actually says, Yeah, uh he remind uh, she reminds him of his daughter. So I guess he is just sees her as his daughter, and that's more the relationship I guess they have. Yeah, I liked it. I, really, I think it was really sweet. The the scene that Drew pointed out, like, yeah, it broke me, breaks me every time. I think it's so well done. Um, yeah, and I like her character going forward. I think she was, yeah, her in the, uh, the holiday special was hilarious. Um, and it'd be interesting to just see what she does in the, I guess, in the MCU future, if she has a future after Guardians 3, or um, maybe she'll stick around on Earth for a little bit, or I don't know. But I like the character, but yeah, again, I can't see her doing uh, much after Guardians 3. But who knows? Um, the only thing I uh, the only thing I wanted to kind of yeah talk about was the Gamora. I think Matt started to talk about the, the Gamora Nebula relationship and stuff and how that's changed. <laughs>